Hello, hello, y'all. Hey, it's me, Robin. And before we get into today's episode, I'm here to let you know that the club is open right now for new members. I'm going to take a couple minutes to fill you in on all that the club is offering right now. So if you know for sure you're not interested in joining the club, you're just going to want to hit the forward button a few times until you hear that baffling behavior show jingle. Okay, so the club is a virtual community for families of kids with vulnerable nervous systems and big baffling behaviors. Many families in the club are parenting kids with a history of complex trauma, but definitely not all. Some are parenting kids with vulnerabilities that emerge from their neurotype or their sensory system or their giftedness or their neuroimmune disorder. And of course, some have no idea why their child's nervous system is so vulnerable. The primary purpose of the club and why I've created it the way that I have is connection and co-regulation. Because when I reflect back on my time as a therapist, it wasn't the skills and strategies and tools and techniques I taught parents that mattered the most. What mattered most was how connection and co-regulation strengthened their owl brain so that they could stay more regulated in the face of the chaos in their home. Then they could, number one, actually use the tools, and number two, start to feel a little bit better even before the tools started to work. The club can be accessed online both through your browser on your computer and through an app. And it's open, of course, 24-7. There's a very active forum, a huge video library, and multiple live events every month. Sometimes I teach a masterclass on a specific topic. Sometimes we come together for group coaching or just to ask questions and pick, pick my brain. We have two sessions every month called Connect and Co-Regulates, and those are designed to offer exactly that. There's no teaching, no coaching, just a place for you to be seen and heard by people who get it. Currently, we are also offering once a month bonus sessions for siblings of dysregulated kids. The club is intended to be kind of like a buffet. There is a ton in it, not because you're supposed to do everything in the club. You take what you need when you need it and come back when you're ready for more. If you could use a little extra support, consider joining us. You can read all about all the details over at robingobel.com slash the club. I'll put a link in the show notes And we're open today until the end of the day, Friday, May 3rd. All right, y'all, here's that episode you're waiting for. Hey there, you have just pressed play on a bonus episode of the Parenting After Trauma podcast. I'm the host, Robin Goble. Last year in the month of February, I did a like Fridays in February Q&A series that, you know, y'all, having an extra podcast episode every week is a lot of work. I can't do it long-term, but I can do it temporarily. So it's fun to do these short little series. And I wanted to bring this Q&A series back for the month of February 2023, where y'all can submit questions 
and I pick one and give an answer. So we'll do this in February, Fridays. Today's question is this. Sometimes it feels like my child escalates and gets physical and has a tantrum almost on purpose. Like they want to get out of control. Is this possible? Possible that they're kind of doing this on purpose like they want to. Okay, y'all. So I picked this question to answer first because um, I literally just answered almost this exact question in the club. And this is not a unique question. And since it came up right away again, I kind of decided that this was the universe telling me there's lots of people who have this question. Plus, it's like right on the tip of my tongue and makes it super easy for me to answer. So, yes, it is absolutely possible. And it's not just possible. I mean, it's even likely that there are times when the energy and activation and dysregulation in your child like activates or accelerates on purpose, like intentionally, without question, it it can feel like there's this tipping point even where our kids go from like wanting to feel better, you know, there you can sense there's this almost like, please help me feeling. And, and, And then it can feel like it kind of tips over into this sense of like, they actually don't even want help. And the idea of receiving co-regulation almost feels impossible. Like they just plain old don't want it. They want to keep feeling bad or maybe even worse. And so I want to first just validate for you, like you are not imagining this. And without, I know it can feel manipulative or yeah, it's just at the very least super confusing. So let's make some sense of it because y'all know that I think all behavior makes sense. And even if we can't fix it, I think bringing some coherence to very baffling behavior is the first step. It's the first step towards ourselves finding some more regulation. And then that brings some compassion and curiosity back on board. And, and and yes, so making sense of behavior, bringing some coherence is, is super important. And let's kind of deconstruct this, this a little bit. Kids and not just kids, people who have a lot of dysregulation and disorganization like stored in their nervous system, you know, like kids of you, you know, you parents who listen to this podcast, these kids, these people probably have a lot of dysregulation, not just in the present moment, but the dysregulation is stored in their memory networks from the past, meaning they've had a lot of experiences of dysregulation in the past where they haven't received the co-regulation that in those moments they really, really needed. It's also very possible that the dysregulation and the fear that they experienced in the past wasn't just not co-regulated, but it was actually even caused and created by like that very person who was supposed to be giving safety and co-regulation. Now that grown up who maybe caused that fear or caused that dysregulation, I, I believe was in that moment doing the very best that they could, but that doesn't change the reality that it left your child with a lot of dysregulation stored 
in their body, in their memory. So now you have a child whose dysregulation in this moment may be partially related to the present moment, but at the same time, what's happening is those old memory networks are coming alive because of the way memory works. What's happening in the now activates things that have been stored from the past. And in this scenario, we can look at it as the dysregulation, as the memory from the past that's being activated in the now and it comes alive, right? All of that intensity, all of that dysregulation that's happening in the now, right? Right now in front of you, and maybe even does seem like it's escalating on purpose. All of that is seeking one thing, presence, safety, co-regulation. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you're considering that three things. I'm going to consider that kind of like one thing, like a package of presence, safety, co-regulation. And it's actually really desperately longing for that. Now, I absolutely know that there's times when it doesn't seem like that. It, there are times when it really seems like the last thing your child wants and what their dysregulation wants is co-regulation. At the same time, it is always what it is really desperately longing for, presence, safety, and co-regulation. So yes, sometimes old networks of dysregulation get invited in a way into the here and now in ways that really might actually seem like your child's doing this on purpose. But what's actually happening is that your child is in a way brilliantly setting the stage for those memory networks to get what was needed back then, right? Which was presence, safety, and co-regulation. Now, I know I said your child is brilliantly setting the stage, and I know that it doesn't feel brilliant at all. Like, I know that it's a privilege for me on the outside looking in to say it's actually brilliant because that's what's needed in order for the integration to happen in the mind. So imagine this, okay? The co-regulation and the presence and the safety that you can offer your child in the here and now, imagine it like a funnel. And unfortunately, it is a very teeny, tiny, like microscopically small funnel in comparison to all of the dysregulation your child has that really desperately wants to go down the funnel. Now, this isn't the funnel's fault for being small. You're not doing anything wrong by having a small funnel. And the truth is is that the funnel actually isn't that small, but it is small in comparison to the enormity of the dysregulation. Okay. So your co-regulation and presence and safety, it's a funnel and a teeny tiny bit of the dysregulation goes down that funnel and gets what it needs every time. And the rest of that dysregulation, well, it just overflows. Like if you held a teeny tiny funnel underneath a five gallon bucket of water and and dumped it over on top of it, right? Like the teeniest little bit would go down while the rest just like splashes everywhere and makes a huge mess. It really wants to go down the funnel though. So it keeps trying and it keeps trying and it keeps trying. So that feeling of your kid escalating on purpose is a kid who really wants those yucky feelings to go down the funnel. 
Now, you are not doing anything wrong. The size of your funnel isn't wrong or bad. The dysregulation is just that big. Over and over and over and over again, that dysregulation is just trying to get what it needs. It's trying to get the co-regulation, the safety, the presence that it needs. It's trying to go down the teeny, teeny, tiny funnel. It's not seeking more chaos. I know it feels like it's seeking more chaos, but what it's seeking is the opportunity to go down the funnel. It's seeking the opportunity to get what it needs, containment and integration. And every time a little bit more goes down. I don't know if it's ever going to all make it down the funnel. But I do know that a teeny tiny amount goes down every single time. And that teeny tiny amount really matters. What you're doing matters, I promise you. Okay. What I want you to ask yourself is who's holding a funnel for you? Somebody needs to hold your funnel, right? So that you can keep holding your funnel for this child. I want you to hear me that it matters. And that doesn't change how exhausting and and even traumatic it can be for you. And it does matter. So throughout this month of February, you're still going to get a regular podcast episode that happens on Tuesdays. And in fact, in the month of February, we're doing a very special series all about boundaries. Okay. And we're really kind of rethinking what boundaries are and, and how do we have boundaries with kids who are, you know, very vulnerable nervous systems, pretty consistently dysregulated, have really big baffling behavior. So that's going to happen throughout the month of February as usual on Tuesdays. And then on Fridays, there will be this extra bonus Q&A. I love doing these Q&As. I hope that they're helpful. We'll do this again next week. Are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally, someone gets me and my kids. But also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what's. If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now, you can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory, 
so families all over the world could find you, then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash with, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or you can get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. Or you can just head to my website download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, ebooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, all you have to do is go to robingobel.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now and I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.